Hey everyone, you're listening to Do I Have My Shit Together? Absolutely not, but I'm still trying. This is Jen. And I'm Mike. Today we have uh, my friend AJ, longtime friend, bandmate, and uh, he is a, not a newly single dad, but a, you know about a year or so, relatively new single dad, and I think he's kind of like the... Uh, the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to dating than um, Stephanie, your friend who's a single 30-something. Yeah, so we're doing the other side of it. So we got Stephanie's perspective about being single in her mid-30s. Um, he's coming from a little bit different perspective in that he has a son and he's divorced. But he, they're also navigating the same scene of, uh, you know, online dating and then dating when there's like a pandemic going on and so he touches on that a little bit in this episode yeah a lot of fun stuff so hope you enjoy our little interview so uh today we have a buddy of mine longtime friend uh we've been through a lot of shit together and uh he's he's one of my closest friends and i'm super glad he's in my life again and actually he's the he's the reason why jen and i got together uh he, he's the one who introduced us so thank you for that uh so yeah my buddy aj here. and your uh bandmate bandmate my my musical life partner as yeah, well as yeah. you said uh in the past yeah he, he's a lot of things but um what we want to have him on the show for well besides you know talking about what he's doing but uh he is we had Stephanie on, your friend, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, yeah. talking about the struggles of being single and the fun of being single and whatever uh, at 35 as a, from the girl's side. And now we're going to get it from the guy's side. AJ is single. He's 175. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but no, he's also uh, a, a recent... Uh, he recently got divorced. He's also a father. So it's another whole other world, uh, you know, from what Stephanie is going through. But, like, I'm sure there are some struggles with that, and that's what we're going to talk to him about. So what's going on, man? <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that the first question? Like, what's going on? Know. Dealing with... So, so, well, first off, first off, uh, you know, dating, you know, dating as a single dad, uh, is probably hard on its own, but here we are amidst a pandemic, like we're starting to open up, but now, you know, uh, you know, cops killing people, uh, ended up raining a new whole new thing going on now a bunch of uh curfews being implemented in major cities all over the all over the country and stuff but um that notwithstanding before this what kind of struggles did you find you know getting out of an ugly divorce and you know being a like like are you concerned about telling people off the bat like how do you approach it that kind of stuff Um, you know, when it, when it first, when like my divorce and my separation and everything first went final, um, 
I was in such a daze that like talking to people was difficult. Like talking to people that I knew forever, letting them know like, Hey, this is, this is what's going on right now. Um, you know, it was, it was even hard telling them. I mean, Mikey, when I called you, I had a hard time calling you and getting through a conversation, you know, uh, telling people about it, let alone thinking, all right, what's my next step going to be um, with somebody else? Because it had been, I, I met my ex in 2005 and we, our divorce was finalized in 2019. So 14 years with the same person, you don't, you, you really don't know how to talk to other people. Like the, the one thing that was going through my head was, what's my, I'm at, I'm at a bar, what's my pickup line going to be? Hey, what's going on? I'm a recent divorced single dad and I have to live with my parents. You guys still want to talk? Like, what, like, what is your pickup line going to be? Like, where do you um, even begin? Yeah. Exactly. So I didn't know how to start. I still don't. I, I don't know how to start conversations with people. And it's, you know, outside of my friends. Um, I'm still very nervous when I meet new people because, you know, it's in the back of my head. It's always, well, what, what are they going to think? I'm going to tell you that I'm divorced. And immediately, you know, the, the wheels are going to start turning their heads. Well, why? Why? Like, why is this person in this position? And I, I don't want to have to explain it every time. How long have you been divorced now? Um, officially January of this year was officially one year, but we've been legally separated for two. Um, so maybe a little longer than two. So it's been, you know, two years on my own trying to figure out what is best for me, what's best for my son and what's best for everybody around me. Cause that's the you know, that's the thing. I'm thinking about everything. I'm not just thinking about me. So two years to be contemplating that it's been a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So what, like, okay. So (laughs) I know things are like way different. Even for us, we were talking about this at one of our episodes. It's like 2005, 2004, like we were in a completely different age online dating wasn't totally a thing really yet um so like you mentioned going to a bar that's that's how we used to back at that back time in the day like, yeah exactly uh, yeah uh have you embraced any of this like the new technology the, the dating apps and all things like that i've i've dipped my toes into some of them um, you know, by looking at, you know, some people that have met on them and, um, you know, uh, I have quite a few friends that met on them and are now married and they've been married for a while and they're happy. So I said, you know, let me, let me again, dip my toes into it and see what I can do here. And you find out very quickly how, for lack of a better term, how stone fuck nuts some people are. And they're just, they're just not afraid. 
they're just not afraid to express it like right off the bat like yo this is this is some stuff that's like you know second and third date conversation not first 20 seconds of us talking to each other so i've had to in the past couple of months i've completely stepped back out of it and i haven't been on any sites or anything like that i just don't want i don't want the headache right now well, um, when Stephanie was on, um, we were going through the different apps and like she was kind of explaining like the differences between each of the sites and mm -hmm. like some of them mean you just hook up some of them. Did you find that too? Like they were different, like used for different things, you know? Yeah. Like the, there's some that it's like, okay, you could swipe left or swipe right. And if you swipe right on somebody, you can't message them. They have to message you. So it's like you could swipe right on 150 people, but if they don't swipe right on you and start a conversation, okay, it was, you just swiped right and said, oh yeah, I like your picture. Some of them have, you know, really long detailed profiles where you can read about people. Um, and then again, just other ones are like what you said, Jen, it's just, oh, just a hookup site or something like that. Or you know, long term, there is, there are literally thousands of these sites. There's for, for absolutely anything. I tell everybody all the time, <laughs> my buddy Joe Gianni played a joke on me and he signed me up on like farmersonly.com because it's like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the craziest shit. They have something for everybody. And they're just, they bother, it'll boggle your mind if you get into looking at some of them. It's, it's just astonishing. We, I, I also, you know, I got to talk about, uh, you told us about one of the, one of the dates that you went on with the, uh, I don't even know what site it was, uh, mm -hmm. but you had mentioned that you were semi catfished. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's one of those things where you could only go by the pictures that they put up. Um, it's all about angles. I mean, I could take six shots of my phone right now and, you know, I could look like I'm 6'5 and Matthew McConaughey or I could make, make me look like I'm 5'3 and a sumo wrestler. <laughs> it depends on the angle of the phone. And, you know, when you see the pictures of somebody and you're talking to them and you finally decide after how many days or weeks of talking you're going to meet up, you have an expectation in your head. It's what you saw on the phone or on the computer. That's what you're expecting. And when you show up and it's <laughs> Magoo, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? Can you to? explain what, what like, can you, you explain a picture? And, and we're not trying to be shallow here. No. But no not at all matter is is that um, it's it's it you're you're starting out with a lie like you're not being you exactly and and i mean that's what that's what upset me the most like i'm not one of those people that's gonna say you know i want somebody that's 115 pounds of blonde has to be blue-eyed thin this and that and everything has to be wearing this like no but if that's what you're gonna put yourself out as show up as that don't be like what happened to me and say you look a certain way, you're shorter than me, you're thinner than me, and you're petite and everything like that, and then show up. And while I'm looking down at my phone, waiting for an expectation, 
and you hear a voice say your name and you look up and in your head you go, oh shit, not again. Like that's, you're not, you, you can't prepare yourself for that. And that's, that's what happened to me. Well, I wanted you to describe what was the picture and then what was the reality like of the situation? Um, the, the picture was, um, like I said, short, petite, dirty, blondish, um, nice figure, nice face, um, just very well put together. Mm-hmm shows up and okay you're still again i don't want it to come off sounding shallow or anything like that but you're taller than me you're bigger than me your voice is a little deeper than mine (laughs) like questions start to formulate in your head like okay you looked Kind of like your pictures. You look like 50% of what your pictures were. Maybe these pictures were from 10 years ago. They sure as hell weren't current. So that's what, you know, that's what kind of got to me a little bit. Like, you know, like I said, the little guy in your head starts to say things and you're just going, don't say this out loud. You're going to get hit. Don't say this out loud. So you keep it to yourself and you just hope the date ends sooner than, sooner than later. So you said, did it happen to you more than once, too, that it was like a completely different person from online um, in person? No, you know what? It, it, um, I met somebody, that one, that one was the one incident where, um, you know, I actually met somebody and they were completely different. Um, I've had a couple of incidents where, you know, you're talking to somebody just through one of those websites and then... You know, you say, okay, I don't want to talk to you through the website anymore. I'll give you my number. You can call me or I'll call you or you can text me or I'll text you and stuff like that. And we'll see where it goes from there. I've had some that, as I explained to my friends and as they explained to me, um, we categorize them as stage five clingers to where you give them your phone number, you'll start talking to them, and then they immediately take it as, oh, well, I have your number. We're in a relationship now. So now if I text you at 8 o'clock in the morning, if I text you at 8 o'clock in the morning, good morning, and by 9, you haven't texted me back, person I've never met before, I'm going to let you know about it. I would, that's what two of my instances were. I would get text messages that were like, oh, so how was your night? And if you don't answer, it's like, oh, what? You're too good to respond to me now? And it's like, oh, listen. I, I don't even think I know your last name and you're screaming at me like this. Like, I, I don't need this. I, so I don't funny. need this. I was thinking about this before because I'm a terrible texter. Like I'm, I have no interest. I don't like texting. When I try to text messages, they do not come across the way that they should. Like, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. If I were dating now, I'd be screwed because it's just not like, but I don't know. I think about it. I'm like, we do our generation like you weren't on your phone all the time and like i don't like being on my phone every second like i need a break from it like Mm -hmm. you know i was thinking about that like that's the way people date now and it's like such a big factor and like i hear my friends talk about it like whether they want to see a guy oh he's not answering me i'm like well maybe he's like actually working or like yeah exactly else i'm like and he's also 30 something years old and i'm like if he's that age sometimes they just not 
that into their phones. Like, cause that's right. not where we grew up. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just find it's like, not that most, like the most important thing, like yeah. how somebody communicates through message. I don't know. But then that's a problem. It's like, that's what it relies on. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, I miss my Nokia phone where I used to play the snake <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a slight departure from, uh, what was it? Instant messenger. Yep. AOL, AOL instant, instant messenger. messenger. Where you put up your angsty, I'm definitely mad away messages. You'd Guilty. Put song, Guilty. I, I used to do song lyrics all the time. Yeah. Song lyrics. It was the best. Oh, yeah. I used to do that, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes me feel so old. Yeah. Um, Wait. Do they have, like, something? They should do that with, like, your phone. Can't you, like, put an away message up or something? Oh, like an like, response. Yeah, like an auto response. Like, I'm at work. I'm not completely ignoring you. Or, like, I'm taking a shit. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just busy at the yeah. moment. Something I like think that. They, like a I, think they only, I think they only have it now, like, if you're driving and you connect your phone to your driving app. Um, so, like, if I was driving and Mike were to text me, it would send him right back to him that says, I'm driving right now. I'll read this once I've stopped my car. I think that's the only thing they have, but that's actually a good idea. Uh, idea, Jen. You should make that app and patent it, and not talk about it. Not talk about it publicly before somebody steals your idea. I know all twelve listeners that listen every week. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so uh, again, we 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 discussed like so you you're divorced and this and that, but mm-hmm. you are also a father, uh, and. Uh, I mean, how does that, does that factor into your dating life at all? Like, I, listen, I, I know, you know, I know it's a, 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 a weird thing to bring up and I'm sure it's not something you necessarily lead with cause you, you, you kind of said that, but like, mm-hmm. how does that factor into dating? dating? Yeah. Um, on any, any time that I've met or uh, somebody, whether it's been face-to-face, you know, out somewhere or online when I was, you know, in the, uh, the online scene a little bit. Um, I've always said it right up front. You know, I'm a, I'm a dad first and I'm a, for lack of a better term, I'm a dater second. Um, you know, being a dad is always going to come first. Um, and I've, I've made that very clear to anybody that I've spoken to, like there, there needs to be, there needs to be an understanding that, okay, we're talking now, we're dating, we're trying to get to know each other. But when it comes down to it, if it's between you and my son, it's going to be my son. So if you have an issue with that, we can stop the conversation right now. You know, um, that's just, that's just how I feel about it. He's now he's number one in my life so there there's no number one and number two anymore there's just the number one yeah so i i make sure to lead with i make sure to lead with that yeah that's actually like that's pretty good like because yeah that it's it it kind of put it into perspective for me so like we came up and you know as you did with your ex like we came up and we were always number one and Mm -hmm. then the kids come along and that's another yeah, that's a whole other level of 
it's a game changer in a yeah. marriage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Life, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, the, and then, you know, think about that, that they're still here and then you're starting over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, like, unless, unless you're dealing with, a, a, like, another parent, mm-hmm. I, I could see how that could be really hard for people to just be like, okay, I, uh, you know, like, understanding that exactly not number one yeah like off the bat right right i I, Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying like you usually you start a relationship and you're knock on you know like right number one yeah for each of each Mm -hmm. other and then like then you add the children and you know yeah and then but it's starting you know but also you don't have your son 24 7 either right you have him like half you know there's different things it doesn't yeah you can't put somebody you know first but first is yourself like as yeah. i think you got i think that's something like we touch on here it's like yeah mental health and stuff and like i'm sure you've experienced that with you know going through a divorce and it, it's like oh yes i'm sure you've gone through a grieving process and like oh yes you have to take care of yourself first and then you can be those things to your child so and then like whoever you're dating so mm-hmm. yeah no you're you're 100 percent right with the um the taking care of, you know, your, your head and yourself first. Um, it was uh, the grieving, the grieving was a long, long time. And it's not necessarily, um, like grieving the person. It's more so grieving the situation and the things that you've lost. Like, yeah, okay. Whether it's a bad divorce or a mediocre divorce, I'm not going to sit here and say mine was bad. Mine was good. Mine was me. It's, you know, that's, um, it, it's not an issue, um, but getting through it is not the easiest thing because now you're alone and it's okay. Well, now, now what do I do? And you have nothing but time to just sit and think. And I thought that I'd be able to do it myself. And I'd say, you know, I'm fine. I got this. I got my friends. I got my music. I'm good. And I quickly spiraled out of control. And I've never dealt with anxiety like this in my life. I've never dealt with panic attacks before. And they happened. And they put me in the hospital. And it's, you know, it's things that you, you, like you said, Jen, you don't consider yourself first when stuff like this happens. You're worried about everybody else around you. Like I was worried about my son. How's he going to transition? I was pushing my, uh, my personal stuff to the side until it finally just caught up with me in exploding fashion. And then I had to handle it. Yeah. So what, like, what helped you, um, like we spoke in episode two about, you know, our struggles with mental health. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I think people who never had issues before during this quarantine, I know probably 90% of people are now really seeing it. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like, and we talked about things that helped us, like what, helped you like through that time um you know you're always like i'm always gonna say family and friends but you could only talk to family and friends so much because they're your family and their friends they're going to be on your side and they're just gonna tell you what you want to hear um therapy helped me a lot uh i started seeing a therapist i needed to see that third party i needed that outside person who could just sit there and listen to every aspect of my life beginning to end and they they don't know anything about me 
So they're just letting me spill my guts. And it was a, it was amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. And they give you an objective, uh, like an objective view on what's, what's exactly, going. exactly. I so between, so she's mine too. I miss she was the best. <laughs> I miss, I miss mine. I'm actually thinking about because they, she's been offering it and I just haven't been doing it, doing like a virtual kind of like I'm doing with you guys doing a virtual mm-hmm. meeting. Um, just because I haven't seen her since March and I could just like get out like what's in my head. Like, Hey, this is what's been going on for the past three months. I'm still alive. Thank you. That's kind of like what I need right now. Um, and besides the therapy, and I said it last night when I was talking on Facebook was Mikey getting me hooked up with my own recording rig at home, being able to sit at any point in time of the day, night, home from work, home on the weekend, you just don't want to do anything but sit in front of the computer and just express everything that's in your head. I'm not a guitar player. I'm not a bass player. I'm not a piano player. I'm a drummer. But to be able to throw whatever is in your head out there and have it sound halfway decent, it's just so, it's such a good release for me just to see it out like, all right, it's in my head. Now I've got it on, not so much paper, but now I've got it on the computer. And like I said last night, Mike, I thank you for that. And I attest all of that to you because if you hadn't shown me, if you hadn't shown me the way on how to do it, I wouldn't have taken it upon myself to do it. Ah, thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, and cheers back. Cheers back. Cause he did that last night. So, so for yeah. those of you who don't know, um, AJ, went live uh was well it's going to be friday because we're going to put this out monday it's currently saturday so yes uh aj goes live on facebook every once in a while so if he wants to give out his facebook handle or his you know his instagram handle so he can get people to join him on the beach drives that he does occasionally (laughs) q a that he did yesterday uh we could do that too but uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm happy to help. That's uh, I, I love doing that. You know, I, I have, you know, Jen, Jen will tell you, you know, even <clears throat> a past guest, uh, our buddy Frank, he call he he calls me. Hey, hey, can, can I FaceTime you? Hey, can I FaceTime you now? Everybody, Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andar does all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, so this is what I'm dealing with now. So yeah, yeah it's fun for me, man. It's uh, it, it uh. I got that and uh, I, I want to share that with everybody because it's not, if I can do it, it's not rocket science. Oh, stop. But also, you know, you gave him his wife. So, you know, you can help him out with, yeah. you know, setting up. Yeah, I owe you one. <laughs> you might. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> one for one. I'll take it. I'll take it. You got the better end of the deal, but I'll take it. Well, and the other thing is that he also gave me, he also gave me the confidence to actually become a lead singer. That's well, that's I something mean, that that I, I I don't know if I discussed it on this show, but I've said it a million times that this guy, if it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't have sung. I don't remember. Probably we probably did talk about. It. I don't know. Yeah, our brains. You're having show. a Dory brain moment as well. We're, we're, <laughs> hanging out with me too much. We're up, we're up to what? We're up to like ten episodes, this right? Is episode so this 10. is yeah. I mean, hey, how am I supposed to remember the whole back catalog? <laughs> just keep swim. Just keep swimming, Mike. Just keep that's swimming. Right. That's all you need to do. That's right. <laughs> oh 
the um so like okay so so now you, your son's in the picture and stuff like that mm-hmm. i mean have a year actually you know finalized divorce is is really not a long time like no so so after going through a divorce and you know separation what what have you like when when did you make the choice and and how did you know it was time to uh to like start moving forward you mean um yeah you know it's it's one of those things where you it, it happened quite quickly for me because I missed the companionship. Like, uh, like most people say, like, you know, you'll talk to certain people and they'll be like, man, you just need to go out and you need to get a lay and you just need, you know, you need a layup to get out there and get yourself back in there. And like, that was never, that was never my thought. Like I'd sit at home and, and I mean, it happens a lot on nights, you know, nights now too. I'm just lonely. Like I, I have my friends, I have my family, but it's like, I want to fall asleep on a couch watching a movie with somebody again. Like that's, that's a night for me. Like it, it doesn't have to be anything crazy extravagant. And that came very quickly for me because when you don't have that, you kind of realize that it's like, wow, this, this is real. This is really what I wanted. And now it's not here. And you you just really want that back. Um, so yeah, it came fairly quickly for me. So what, like, uh, after the divorce was finalized or separation wise, when, when that happened, I mean, well, um, it was, tell you what, it was like before my separation even went final because we were in the process of being separated and, we were we were living together but we weren't together if that makes any sense yeah. it was like we were in the same house taking care of our son but we had no other communication no other contact no it was like you know different so lives. even even in that yeah different lives like you go do your thing i'm going to go do my thing let's make sure our kid is taken care of and you know it was at that time that i I just wanted that let, let's just sit and watch a movie type thing um, so that when I did finally sell my house and closed on that and now I'm alone in my own place it got even worse so it's like uh, okay I'm fresh out of my separation I want to be sitting with somebody again not necessarily in a committed I want to get married again but like right after it I wanted to be have that companionship with somebody again but not to you know psychoanalyze you but maybe i'll do that because you know my years of therapy have paid off so go for um, it but you have parents that are still together your parents how long have your parents been married i'm gonna get this wrong and i know that uh, they really don't care they've been married over 40 years well i and my brother the same thing he always like seeks companionship and i have to be honest like i think it has to do with like and we grow up with parents that are still Both together, parents, yeah. like mm-hmm. thick and thin, you know, like, and yeah. we're used to seeing that. So I don't know. I feel like you kind of seek that because you're, you, that's what you saw growing up. Yeah. Like they were together and they're still together. And like, that's awesome. 
you know, but yeah. it makes you like, I don't know. That's how you see life. Like, you know, through them, like, I, no, exactly. And because of that, um, it was my biggest fear, not so much telling my parents and like my grandparents that I was getting divorced. It wasn't a fear of telling them. It was more a fear of, are they going to be disappointed yeah. in me that they made it work for so many years? Like you said, through thick and thin, up and down, um, sickness, health, they made it work. I couldn't make it work. And I did it for a eighth of the amount of time that they did. So am I disappointing them? Am I letting them down? That was the hardest part to deal with. Yeah, I could totally see that. And I totally understand. It like, makes sense that you fe felt that way. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't want to say this. And I don't want to like, offend you in any way. But when we no. first met, I felt like you were this, the way you are now. I feel like, like I, we were friends throughout you know, your relationship too. I felt like you mm -hmm. changed a little bit, um, throughout Absolutely. that relationship. Um, not for the positive, you know, we're good now, but like, mm -hmm. why do you think, or what was happening? Like that made you change in that way. And like, I know it's been hard, but do you see that? Like you're almost the way you were before. I just feel like you're yourself again. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. That's, that's definitely the best way to describe it too. Yeah, you know, people have pointed that out to me. Like Mike, Mike said it flat out when we were at KJ's one night. We, I don't know if we were playing or if we were there to see somebody. And he's like, oh, we might not even have been at KJ's. It might have been when we were in Virginia and we were drinking. And he was like, dude, I'm, I'm so happy you're here. I have you back. Like, this is you. Like, this is you. Like, I fucking missed you. Yeah. Like, I had you, a version of you, but you know, I fucking missed you, who you are. And I think that when you're in, um, when you're involved in something and you're in a relationship with somebody, you want to make things work no matter what. Like if this person says, I don't like the way you do this, you try and change it. I don't like this person you're hanging out with. I try, you try and change it. Or you know, you, you talk too much to this person and you don't tell me about it or you do this and you don't tell me about it. So you try and, you try and change, you try and get rid of certain aspects of your life to make the person that you're with accept you mm. or be happy with you, which isn't always the right way to go about it. But, uh, I'm told, I'm told by a lot of people, that's what I did. They saw me, you know, just constantly constantly changing and not necessarily for the good for myself or anybody else but it sounds like you kind of just said it out loud like you were trying to adapt to mold to fit what the person wanted or needed you to be to make them happy or you weren't making them happy so do this do this do this and you were trying to like maybe like be a chameleon a little bit too right yeah and, and that didn't and you know i don't want to like i said to mike uh, you know, ahead of this chat, I, I wasn't going to, and I still refuse to turn this into like, um, a bash session because I'm not about that anymore. It's, it's past that. Um, but you know, you can't always put all of the blame on the other person. You know, maybe I wanted to change myself for certain things or, um, you know, for certain reasons and thought this was the way to do it. I'm going to get rid of certain things. I'm going to get rid of certain people 
that I thought were, um, for lack of a better term, a cancer in my life, which that necessarily wasn't the point. Or, you know, that exactly, that, that wasn't what they were. But in your head, you believe that to be. I will never say like anything about it. And you said it, it's not one person's fault. It's definitely not. And it's a relationship, you know, but it's more of like, I think this podcast is also about telling the truth and about that truth can maybe help somebody. So like in that relationship, what do you think you could have done differently or what was the issue that maybe you didn't see at the time or that, you know, is there anything you could share? Um, there, I have a, uh, for the longest time that I've been in relationships, it's just the way, it's just the way I always was. Um, I find it difficult at times to show emotion when emotion needs to be shown. Like if there's, if there's somebody very close to me that's, you know, going through something, uh, going through something rough or they're having a rough time or they just got bad news or something like that. And all they want to do is be consoled or, you know, hugged or held or something like that. I, I have a hard time just, just doing that. I have a hard time picking up on those signs. Um, that was a big, that was a big, I'll be the first one to say it. That was a big problem for me. Um, because I was never that way. So to constantly be, you know, told that this is what you need to do when a certain situation is happening. It's one thing to tell somebody to do it, but it's another for them to actually like sink it in and understand this is what they need to do. That was one of my biggest problems. Gotcha. I mean, like, it, yeah, I, I mean, when, so, uh, like without getting too like into the story of, of how mm -hmm. the end was and everything like that, like after that happened, mm -hmm. like and and after you know you go to therapy and like when when did you know like the divorce like okay yeah we we should have been divorced like do you go back in time and go okay, this was the moment before, you know, an event happened, like the, the event that broke things off. Is, like, do you go back and go, oh, yeah, like this was in the retrospect. moment. In, yeah, in retrospect, hindsight 2020, whatever it may be. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, because I didn't think that there was anything that we were going through that couldn't have been worked through. So uh, I never, I still to this day, I can't look back at a time and say, you know what, this is when we should have called, in my head, this is when we should have called it off. This is when we shouldn't have been married or anything. Like I, I, I can't go back and find a time like that. Yeah. I, and I feel like that's, that's kind of what, to, to what you were saying, like, in, <clears throat> in uh, like coming from like your parents they're still married they've been through god knows who how much stuff they've been through you know my parents your parents like they just it nothing seems insurmountable everything just you know so yeah i i could see how you saw it that way that's mm -hmm. you know for sure yeah and then uh but like now here you are 
now you got like a cool ass son so yes, I, I guess uh i guess it, things things didn't turn out as terrible as uh as it might seem when you hear like divorce or whatever you get freaking the gift of your son which is awesome because he's also a drummer yes yeah. trying trying at least he just yeah. likes making, he likes making a lot of noise um no but mike you're right it's i'll i'll say i'll <laughs> without getting a little too much emotional or too dark or anything like that um Nicholas is the reason why I'm standing here talking to the two of you right now and anybody that's listening out on the podcast because if it wasn't if it wasn't for him and if it wasn't for him being here and going through what I went through um I don't think family or friends would have saved me because I saw that as that was it that I was I I tried to accomplish what I wanted to life-wise as far as getting married getting a house getting the you know the 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 picture perfect you know the white picket fence in suburbia thing and that was gone and i think that if i didn't have i don't if i didn't have nicholas i don't know if i again i don't know if i'd be standing here talking to the two of you right now i i can honestly say that yeah it changes things and it uh it definitely gives you more incentive for sure. Purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sense of purpose. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely. Because he needs you, you know, yeah. they need us. And uh, Mike and I have also struggled with different thoughts. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, that's why we've been honest about it, too, because I think a lot of people go through it. And as you get yeah. older, I feel like it just gets worse because there's more adulting to deal yeah. with. More and adulting more stress and, and yeah. pandemics and, and live coverage of pandemics. 24 7 so yeah and now we've moved on to other things and the news that you can't yeah, get i mean listen we're, and- we're, rock, we're rioting now because the pandemic is boring and the murder hornets didn't work so <laughs> we yeah. need to riot now like there that. you go well it's um, it's uh it's 9 16 so uh the curfews are well into place right now there are some yeah. places that are as early as 5 p.m wow that's early Good. Good, you yeah, but good luck enforcing that. Like, I can't enforce that on my four-year-old. You're going to enforce it on a couple of hundred thousand people? Get out of here. Well, we'll see. I don't know. We're in New York in the bubble of being in the pandemic still. So, like, Yeah, we're know. still we're still like, fuck, we're not open yet? I want to ride. I'm, I'm fine. Until 5 p.m., I'll be happy. Just till yeah, 5. Yeah, there you go. Give us a curfew. Oh, man, that'd be great. I'd get so much more sleep. That would be incredible. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So here you are, uh, single dad and, mm-hmm. uh, kicking ass and stuff. What, uh, what say you, what, 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 what are your next moves and what, uh, how are you moving forward now? Like we're in a pandemic, like, mm-hmm. How does dating work during a pandemic? How do you move forward? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It doesn't. I've stopped. <laughs> like, okay. I, I've stopped with the, like, I'll, I'll talk to somebody here or there, whether it's somebody I know or somebody I just met, but I'm, I'm trying not to actively like 
put, I don't want to say put myself out there, but put myself out there. I'm still up on these dating sites, but again, I don't go on them. Like there, there are people that I know that I want to talk to that, you know, friends are trying to introduce me to, and I'm, I'm stoked about it. Like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll meet them, but what am I going to meet them through plate glass six feet away? Like, how are we going to make this work? So I'm not, uh, right now I'm not pushing the issue. It's just about, you know, staying healthy. And when it comes, it comes. Yeah. You know what? I, you know, going back to kind of what we said, like, you know what? Use the time to better yourself and, you know, be the best exactly. version of yourself and then you'll be ready for that next relationship. Like yeah. getting into um, your music and knowing that that's an important thing in your life and that somebody can't take that away from you because you need that outlet. Like, um, and even learning about yourself, like you're by yourself saying now and like mm -hmm. it's the best time to like just dig deep and be like okay I need this in my life I need this you know and then when you go into that next relationship you know those are the things you need to be the best like you I don't know yeah yeah no you're a hundred percent right I'm doing my music um I'm getting healthier um I've you guys both know I've known you forever I've had a plethora of stomach issues and you know GI issues and stuff like that. And in the past, uh, since November, I've never felt better in than in the past like twenty years because eating healthy, working out, keeping weight off. I'm no longer the fattest one in the band, and I'm stoked about that because that was my title in every band I was in for a while. I put on you know the big Buddha belly. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm working on myself there and it's helping my self-esteem. And that's also helping me be more confident when it comes to talking to somebody. Yeah, dude was on the, the Hugh Jackman Wolverine diet. <laughs> rice and chicken, rice and chicken. That's really? the, and broccoli. Yeah, no, that's really all. Awesome. What is this diet? It's the Wolverine diet. That's how Hugh Jackman got into Wolverine shape for the movies. Rice. Rice, boiled chicken. And a green. And green. And a green vegetable. If I make a suggestion, don't choose asparagus. <laughs> Just you know, thank me later. Don't choose yeah. asparagus. Go with green beans. Green beans green always beans. seem to work. Green beans. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's AJ's nickname. Green beans. Green beans. Yeah, from Jimmy from Jimmy G from Strange. That, he that. he calls me green beans. Okay. I I wanna know what is like a funny or one of your best memories with Mike. Oh God! Oh yeah, Jesus! <laughs> we need a good story, something funny. Oh God! Fun. Oh, God. Um, this fun. is a whole other show. I know that is that's a that's an entirely whole other show. Um, just this. The, oh God! The the shows that we used to play. Mike, remember in Jersey with Joey when we got yelled at by the death metal band in the parking lot? Yeah, we, we were yelled at. <laughs> Because so we played early, so so it was this like dump that oh uh, Silverstein Silver we were it was Joey Nunn, uh, AJ and I we were three piece. It was before FFR was a thing, and yes, before Psy. So it was like FFR version zero point two. <laughs> we called it Plan yeah. C, but yes, um, but yeah, we 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 played 
this this venue that actually Silverstein brought up when when we were uh, we were at their show in Jersey, and uh, Terror played the night before, and completely destroyed the place. They like kids were ripping up asbestos tiles off the floor and shit. Yeah, it was it was messed up. So everything got pushed back, and we were early on. And ah, uh, shoot, I I forgot what the, um. Uh, the, the band's name escapes me, but AJ, AJ and I used to drive in his uh, his dad's old busted up uh, station wagon. Yep, the hearse. All of our shit, like his stupidly large drum set and my cab and my head and everything. And uh, yeah, AJ pulls up to this venue to so we can load out, and he found a spot like right up front. And Suicide uh, City. Suicide City, yeah, that was it. <laughs> and then the uh, the tour manager for the headlining band, because they wanted to load in, they like the guy walks up to us and goes, "You can't park there. Suicide City parks there." <laughs> and and uh, we just started laughing at the guy because we were like, "We're getting packed up and getting the fuck out of here." So just relax. <laughs> but yeah, we we did some fun stuff. Drawbridge. Yes, drawbridge. That was great. When, uh, when we when we went over any bridges uh, that were that were a drawbridge, uh, AJ would hand me a piece of paper and a pencil and go drawbridge. <laughs> and Mike would draw the Mike would draw the crudest like friggin' three year old pictures of bridges that were you awesome. We had like seven or eight of them in one trip. It was great. You have to you have to finish it before you go over the bridge. That's why you know speed yeah. is speed is the most important thing, not accuracy. Yes. Um, you want to still talk crazy shows and party-wise, um, we played in a kitchen. Yeah. That was played in a kitchen actually right across the street from Mike. Uh, we, were playing a, uh, we were playing a house party, and we were set up in the garage. It was like November. It was cold. And yeah. <laughs> we were playing a little too loud because we were playing a lot of Deftones and stuff, and the neighbors called the cops one too many times and like the third or fourth time the cops came by and were like you guys need to turn it down we start turning our amps off and our friends joe and mike whose house it was across the street they're like no 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 no. we're taking it inside they moved everything out of the kitchen and set us up drums amps pa in their little kit jen you were in mike's parents house the size of that kitchen oh my god we fit an entire band and a bunch of people watching us in that kitchen. Drums? That size. Drums, you had yeah. drums in that kitchen? AJ, oh yes. AJ had to get beer for people because his drum set, his seat was right in front of the fridge. So yeah, so between songs. Beer. Between songs, he was taking, taking orders. See, and between- my speech therapy brain is like, I need to do hearing tests on all of you. I mean, how much <laughs> like frequency have you lost? What? Just from that? Just from uh-huh. that event. What? I heard I heard you had the this year. This one's gone, but the left one I can hear stuff out of. Oh my god. Um bang bang those drums. Yeah. Um no, my Mike's definitely Mike's definitely given me a a, a shit ton of laughs in all the years that I've known him. And most recently was, I still say it was the most fun that I've had up on stage in years. And we weren't even playing instruments. It's yeah. when, when we went to Virginia and we did karaoke at a, a bar that we thought was going to be a dive. And there wound up being a couple of hundred people there. 
And we got up and sang Lincoln Park, and people treated us like we were Lincoln Park afterwards, it was, and it was yeah. outstanding. And, and it was it's karaoke every night, seven nights a week, starting at nine. It, it's live band or just regular? No, just a regular, no, just regular karaoke. Like karaoke. You know, you kept saying Virginia, and I'm like, oh yeah, because you went to a conference with him. Right, right. Oh, yeah, okay. conference with me. It took me a second. I'm like, when we, I, I forget that you do all these conferences throughout the yeah. year. Just like block it out at this point. It's like Mike's a, Mike's a world traveler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, not the past three months. So. No, not the past three months. No, no. You travel to work. That's far enough. That's yeah. far enough for me, too. That's it. No, oh, I made him travel out east today. An hour and a half. I made him drive me. Yeah. To get Did wine. You go- did you go to the the Nofo Doco? Did you go there? No. Uh, no, we we uh what did we get? We got Fairway. Yeah. Fairway Cafe or Fairway Restaurant, which was delicious. Okay. Excellent burgers. It's attached to like a golf like a, a golf driving range. range. Oh, nice. And um I made him go through a drive-through winery because I needed wine, you know. Drive-through. North North Shore or South Shore? South Shore. Wolfer? Ah. What is it? Wolf something? Wolfer. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a wine drinker, but I'm at the, the apartment or house right now of friends who are giant wine drinkers, so they would love that. We should it's go. It's ciders, too. Yeah. Do you like ciders? No, I'm more of a beer and Jameson person, thanks to this summon a bitch over there. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I just needed to get the hell out of the house today. I was like, it's my birthday today. So I was like, it's like, what do you want? I'm like, get me out of here. I cannot look at these four walls anymore. I can't look at this backyard. I I mean, really, please. Yeah, I've, I've seen this. I've seen this. I'm over this. We need to do something else now. Mm-hmm. And that we did. And then we found the, the hidden. We found a hidden beach, and there was nobody on the beach. I would say what the name of the beach is, but I don't want anybody to find it. When we no. get off the air, I'll tell you. <laughs> and now you have, and now you have two kids who won't go to bed because of it. So you know, it's kind of a double-edged yeah, sword, the, right? There. The hour and a half drive home really, uh, really pushes that. Hey, you should nap. Yeah, it's three o'clock, but you should nap. Yep. Yeah, now I think I hear them upstairs right now. Yeah. I think they're still awake. It's like probably an hour and a half after they usually go to sleep. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's fine. Party animals. Maybe they'll actually let me sleep past seven o'clock. Ha. 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 Right. You, you know what? Yeah, you, maybe, maybe you guys can attest to this. I have found this out. The later my son goes to sleep, the earlier he wakes up. Yeah. The earlier he goes to bed, the later he wakes up. I don't know how yep. it happens, but yes. it's insanity. Yep. So we'll be up at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, not your fault. It's, no, uh, but it's so it's so true that at some point, like, and my mom was like, why don't you try putting him in the bed at nine? I'm like, yeah, because then they'll be up at five instead of six. It's so true. Our kids yep. go to bed early, like eight o'clock. You know, they'll stay like six thirty. They've been like sometimes seven once in a while, except for when Lacey came in the bed last night and she's laying upside down at the end of the bed, like half hanging off the bed. And I'm like, I guess <laughs> move you. I don't know. This is not an appropriate place to sleep. Move child. Yep. That's funny. In the ribs. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to go to your bed 
because you're kicking me out of my bed. And then I realized that Jen was already in her bed. <laughs> I moved her because she's like hanging off the bed. I'm like, you can't sleep like this. I moved her up and I just went in her, her rainbow room. She's got rainbow sheets. And I'm like, all right, you can sleep. Yep, with we're her. doing this. Karate kicking Mike. And you know, day begins. Joys of parenting. Yeah, but right. would you change anything? You wouldn't change oh, it. Oh, fuck no. They're awesome. Nope. I love Not them at this so point. No. No. Couldn't imagine it any other way. So Exactly. Right, well, thank you very much for being on our, our podcast. Your episode thank 10. You. It's a thank milestone. We hit double digits. Woohoo. Nice. And uh, yeah, man. So is there anything else you want to tell our audience before we sign off here? Um stay positive with everything that's going on, you know, whether it be in, uh, you know, in social media, on the media, in the news, in the world, um, stay positive. If you've got stuff going on mentally too, reach out to somebody. My phone is always on, uh, text me, email me, call me. Um, I'd much rather be woken up at, you know, all hours of the night to listen to somebody than to find out the next morning that they're not there anymore. So if anybody's going through anything, uh, I was there. I've been there. It's not a nice place. I'm here. Call me. I'll always be that shoulder and that ear to listen. So that's, that's really all I want to say to people. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for being on our podcast. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll you see you. Hopefully soon. Hopefully we get a band practice together soon. Hopefully yes. stupid garage. Even if not that, let's just have like sit and have a couple of sodas together. Beer sodas. <laughs> Beer sodas. Cool, man. All right. Well, you have a lovely evening. Enjoy your uh, your evening at the uh, at the Catino house. Yes. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Peace.